All eyes are out there in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean with the frantic efforts to try to find out what happened to this submersible with five people on board diving to the wreck of the Titanic on Sunday and hasn't been really heard from since. I know there's some reports out there that say some banging was heard and they're hoping that that's a good sign. But you know what? The clock is ticking on this one and the race is on. Uh, We watch carefully and we're also asking a lot of questions, I think, too, about what is this like to do this? How how risky, how incredible is this whole expedition? So let's talk to somebody who knows firsthand about this. Dr. Joe McGinnis is with us now, a physician scientist and member of the very first expedition to locate the wreck of the Titanic. Dr. McGinnis, thank you so much for being with us. Um, uh, nice to be here. Can you tell me about your experience with this? When was the first time you made this dive? Well, first of all, I should say I, I know nothing about this submarine that's down there um, or the team that operates it. My experiences go back to uh, 1987 when I made my first dive to the Titanic. It was in a French government research sub called the Nautil, a $20 million, very complex, complex system uh, that allowed me a nine-hour dive to the Titanic. And then I made my second dive in 1991 in a Russian Academy of Sciences research sub. Um, Beautifully operated. We made 17 dives. This is an expedition that I co-led in 1991 to make an IMAX film on the Titanic. And we made 17 dives. And uh, so I've I've had some experience with, uh, with the ship over the years. Certainly sounds like it. It is so extraordinary to get to those depths and to see what is down there. What was it like for you? Well, I remember my first dive particularly because I was, I mean, I dived in submarines, uh, research subs before, but never this deep. And I had, I was in the good hands of a French a pilot and a co-pilot. And you you get launched over the stern of the ship and the um, sub-pilot fills the buoyancy chambers with with seawater, and gravity pulls you down. You don't drive down. So gravity pulls you down. takes about two and a half hours or so, depending on the currents and, and the uh, movement of the water. And the first part of the journey is through the warm Gulf Stream and then down through the Labrador Current, where it gets considerably colder, and as I say, as you go down, you're, what we, I remember looking through that viewport and seeing this midnight blackness and these flashing lights, these bioluminescent lights of creatures inside the ocean. So it was in a sense like going to, uh, going to another planet. It, it sounds like, do you understand, I guess, people's fascination with it? Well, I can see, sure. I mean, there's, there's several things going on here psychologically. First of all, the story of the ship itself, the 1912 story, and how we're all, we were all drawn as children to that story because it has so many very profound human lessons in it about courage and cowardice. And, and, and always the quench, question in the back of our minds is, how would we behave if we were caught in a, in a situation like that? So there's that. And then, of course, just to, to, uh, to go and see the wreck, um, which is enormous in, in, in size, 
just for your listeners, it's there's the bow section, which is almost intact, and there is the stern section, which is roughly half a mile away. And in between is the debris field of thousands of artifacts, um, household and nautical items. So it's an extraordinarily large and complex um, situation on the, on the sea floor. Okay, and so that's really part of that, I think, fascination, the complexity and the fact that it is so rare, right, for people to yeah. uh, go down there and see that. People want to see what is rare, right? They want to be one of the few. Yes, they do. That's, that's apparently what, what drew, drove these folks who were paying $250,000 a, a dive. Um, I, sh- I should say that our, the dives that we made were for science, for, for biological and geological studies. Um, but it's another thing, and these, these travelers, if you will, wanted to see the Titanic, and so they were willing to, to make the journey. And what has this done for the community of people who, who do this kind of work, that kind of research, as you say, for science? What is well, something it, like this? Yeah, do? It, it, goes, it goes very deeply, very quickly into uh, the research community, the, the, the folks who have spent their lives focusing on the ocean and how to work in it safely. So uh, everybody is really confused and and dealing with a kind of swirl, emotional swirl of, of hope and, and sadness and fear and uncertainty. And as you mentioned earlier, the, there is this possibility of hope uh, with these sounds that have been heard. Mm-hmm. But as Sue also mentioned, uh, time, time is running out. Time is running out there too. It has always fascinated people. I know I was in you know elementary school when they found the original record, just about in mm. junior high, I think, with Dr. Robert Ballard. It's always continued yeah. to fascinate. And the fact that it took so long for us to find it, I guess, gives us an idea of why it's so hard to find this submersible as well, isn't it? Well, that's right. It's, it's, the ocean is a very, from the surface to the sea floor, is a very complex place and has... Uh, Severe forces in winds and waves, cold currents, and darkness that lasts forever, and and pressures that bend steel. So it's a it's a seriously hostile place. Doctor McIntyre, what lessons do you think we can take from this? I I don't know. It's too in a sense too early for that. Uh, the focus now is on on trying to find the sub and try to recover it and, and, and save the folks inside it. Um, uh, uh, so, so I guess it's a little bit early, uh, you know. But the, the, the primary lesson that we learn from the ocean is humility and, and respect. And, and this will certainly amplify that. certainly will. That's a good way to put it. Thank you so much for your time on this this morning. Thank you for listening. That is Dr. Joe McGinnis, who's a physician scientist, member of the first expedition to locate the wreck of the Titanic, also part of that IMAX crew that they went down to help uh, the IMAX crew uh, take those uh, amazing footage shots that you probably saw back in the early 1990s and been doing this for a long time. And just that description of how inhospitable that part of the ocean deep down there actually is, it just gives you an idea of what 
the rescuers here are dealing with the search, the searching and the rescue, potential rescue, incredibly challenging conditions there. And we'll keep you posted on how that is going.